0: Welcome to a post-vacation, pre-training camp edition of the Dave Pash Podcast with Cardinals head coach Cliff Kingsbury, our first repeat guest on this podcast, which launched at this time last year. And obviously the news of the day, Kyler Murray. Five-year contract extension, stays with the Cardinals through at least 2028. This was inevitable. You knew it was coming. It was just a matter of when, not if. Cliff and I get into Kyler's extension at length and in particular the steps that Kyler took last year to help get the Cardinals to the postseason and now what's it going to take for Kyler to continue to grow in 2022 and beyond to hopefully help the Cardinals win multiple championships.
1: The contract deal I feel really good about. We know he's he's our future here. I mean the talent I've said it since I got here is is is. Generational.
0: We'll also discuss Rondale Moore, a player that Cliff has his eye on for an increased role in 2022. A player on defense that stands out to Cliff, someone that impressed him during the summer, that he's really excited about seeing take the next step in 2022. And also having the cameras on him 24 7 with hard knocks being involved with the Cardinals this summer in training camp and also joint practices with the Tennessee Titans leading up to a preseason game in Nashville. We are presented by BetMGM, the official sports betting partner of the Arizona Cardinals and by Gila River Hotels and Casinos. Sign up for BetMGM today using code CARDS1000 and get your first bet risk-free up to $1,000. New customer offer, paid and free bets. Visit BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. 21 and over, Arizona only. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1 800 NEXT STEP. Fresh off an 18 hour flight from Milan, Italy? Literally fresh off of it? Here's my conversation with Cliff Kingsbury on this edition of the Dave Pash Podcast. So, full disclosure, Cliff, I am completely delirious as we tape this Thursday. We got back from a month in Italy at about 11 p.m. last night, man. So this is either going to be the worst podcast ever or perhaps the best.
1: <laughs> yeah, it may just flow. You may just be on autopilot, but I, I've been there, so I understand the, the pain.
0: And you were saying when you went before you drove, right?
1: In Italy, yeah, which was a bad, bad mistake. I was terrified. I mean, your little roads, can't tell if, if it's sidewalk, if it's the road. And then when you're winding around by the coast, it's absurd
0: we've we've gone a bunch we never drive because you can't i i was mentioning it before it's like you giving me your playbook and saying hey go call the first quarter yeah i'd look at it and be like okay this doesn't look real yeah uh, i don't no understand it's, and it's, good luck asking
1: directions they'll give you back straight italian just to prove yeah. a point like you're not you're not exactly. getting the english version i can assure you but it is a beautiful place you just got to make sure you have a driver
0: did you get some time off
1: i did yeah okay. I, I snuck away um for quite a while. I, I tried to stay away and just detach and uh, got back last weekend and ready to roll.
0: How hard is that for a guy like you that lives and breathes it? You're in here so early. It's, it's football all the time. How hard is it for you to detach completely?
1: Yeah, the first week you literally feel a lot of anxiety, some depression, <laughs> I think, because you're just so structured in what you do and so used to getting up, doing this, working out, studying film. Um, but then once you can kind of get past it, it's great to unwind, just get your mind away from it. The beautiful part about NFL compared to college is I don't even hear from another coach. I don't hear from anyone uh, about football where there you are constant contact, monitoring players, recruits, all that. So that's really nice. You, you can completely detach from the game.
0: So camp is right around the corner. And I'm just curious in year four, how will camp be different this year? Or do you think it'll be pretty much the same as we've seen the last couple of years now that you're in a groove here you know, at this level?
1: Yeah, hopefully uh, the starting point would be completely COVID free. You know, as far as the testing and requirements we, we've had the last couple of years, which will, will help. I think camp's already there's a certain level of anxiety and stress upon everybody because it's such a grind and, and to take that away really helped. But then we have a very veteran team. You know, a lot of our key contributors are getting older still very very good players but getting older so we got to make sure that that their health is is number one and, and make getting the work they need they know how to get ready for the season but getting the work they need but making sure they're healthy and ready to go for week one
0: and I know as I asked this question there's only so much you can say but how will the offense be different do you think this year at least what we can see on the outside
1: yeah I think every year you try to maximize your personnel and um We have some guys coming back that I'm really excited about, obviously, Uh, won't have Hop the first part of the season, but getting him back will be huge. You saw the difference in offensive production when he was on the field and when he wasn't. Having A.J. second year in the system, Zach Ertz getting a full offseason in the system, Rondell Moore, we're all excited about him stepping up and the things he can do um, in the slot there. And and then the trade for Hollywood Brown, I think, was huge. That type of speed, he can really take the top off the coverage, uh, have a lot of our O-line back, so our guys know the system, want to be able to play faster, want to be able to mix in more tempo and, and really be aggressive on offense with all that. That, that talent.
0: So I had Zekertz on the pod and he mentioned, I asked him about, you know, the offense. How do you get through the first six games? How does it look? He said, you know, I may be out there some at that position, the X position.
1: Right. Oh, no doubt. We, we got to, like I said, we got to try to find matchups, maximize our personnel. And I think his comfort level with the offense now compared to last year is just night and day when he came in we were just trying to get him game plan to game plan and that was the overall understanding of each position where everybody goes on each play is is um top notch and uh, i expect him to take a big step
0: you mentioned last year and when D Hop went down how things changed was it that simple cliff as you go back and kind of watch when you lose a player that's you know a future hall of famer that's still in his prime Did it really just come down to that? What were some of the other things as you went back and kind of looked through everything at what went well but also what didn't go well towards the end of the year?
1: Yeah, I'd say from an offensive standpoint, if you lose a guy who's your your number one guy, um, teams can play you differently. And I I don't think I did a great job adjusting to that and and playing to our strengths. We kind of kept rolling – as is, and it just didn't produce like, like we wanted to. So I got to take a lot of responsibility for that. But um, I, I just felt like down the stretch we, we didn't coach as well and we didn't play as disciplined as we could have. You know, I think losing, obviously, Hop and then J.J. Watt on defense, just what he brings on and off the field was was huge. But we got to be able to overcome that and continue to play at the level that, that we had started at. So hopefully we can learn from that and, and be better this, this season.
0: Still, you look back you made the playoffs and you've taken strides each year and I know at the time everybody obviously including you guys are all upset at the way the season ended but as you look back how do you feel like the program grew last year?
1: Uh, It was huge I think everybody understands now we can compete with anybody I think even going into last year everybody picked us fourth in the division toughest division of football which it is and we were playing a home game to win the division last game of the year and so to come from where we started where that year one I'm like we're never going to catch these guys you know because playing the Rams and the 49ers at their peak and and then you had Russell playing at a high level they won the division they were 12-4 and in in 2020 or whatever Um, three really really good teams and so to be in that position and and take those steps each year we feel like we have a chance to take another step and and love the core that we have coming back excited about some of the additions we made and I can't wait to get started.
0: I know you don't pay a ton of attention to what's being said in the media, locally and also nationally, but obviously when things are going great, Cliff Kingsbury's a genius, and you get the contract extension what was What were those conversations like with Michael, and did you feel? A sense of accomplishment, relief. I know you feel like you still have work to do, but what did it mean to you to get the, the extension this offseason?
1: I'm just excited to continue the progress. You know, I think um, when I took this job, Michael and Steve took a huge risk. Nobody had ever hired a fired college coach um, to become their their head coach, and I understood that. So I've always felt very indebted to them, very grateful to that opportunity. So to continue to try and grow this organization and progress the way we, we have, which is when more and more games each year get better in every phase each year. Um, that, that's the goal. And, and we're all disappointed in how it ended, but we, we like where this thing's headed and, and uh, excited about this upcoming year.
0: How do you think you've changed, Cliff? We, did you have more of an edge last year? Because I noticed your interaction with the officials, maybe early in the season, was different than at least what we saw and I remember doing a Texas Tech game early on and I was talking to some folks there and they're like, you know, cliffs that's how Cliff is. Maybe you guys are just starting to see it now. So was that a different version of you? Were you like intentional with that or is that just, you know, I'm going to let it roll. I'm just going to be me.
1: Yeah, I think you just try to have a lot of self-awareness and, and know when it's time to, to speak up and know when it's time to step up and... um there's definitely a certain comfort level that comes with it as well. And so I, I just feel like we have a team now, um, with the talent to be really good. A coaching staff that's been together four years. So I, I wanna be my my true self and, and try to be the best version of myself every day. And if that means getting a flag every now and then I'll take it. Um but Uh, I I learned early on being nice to those refs didn't help, so we went ahead and just went with our our true selves last year.
0: Well, I've always said, if you can't get along with Cliff Kingsbury, you're the one with the problem. (laughs) Like, you're one of the (laughs) nicest guys in in coaching, I mean, I
1: usually try to present my – Disagreement with them in a in a kind manner, and yeah. if it falls upon deaf ears, then we'll change change the, <laughs> the tone a little bit.
0: You're one of the good dudes in coaching, and I, I run Appreciate a lot that. of coaches, college and, and the NFL, and that's why I always say if you if you got a problem with Cliff, man, that's that's on you. That's <laughs> not on that's not on Cliff. Um, so obviously, everybody is curious what happens with Kyler. Kyler is going to be a Cardinal for a long time. What's the next step? And I asked you this last year and the things you said at the time growing as a leader, we saw and making more winning plays in the right times. And he did that. You know, I know he got hurt and that probably affected some of his season towards the end of the year. What's the next step for Kyler here in 2022?
1: Yeah, I mean, he's going to continue to get better. Uh, The contract deal I feel really good about. We know he's. He's our future here. I mean, the talent, uh, I've said it since I got here, is is generational with what he can do running throwing the football. I think last year was kind of the perfect storm for him. You get injured, and when you come back, you don't have your number one receiver either. So that's a lot of trying to get back up to speed. He missed a, a month of, of really practicing and playing football. Get back to the speed while you're kind of in the playoff hunt, and you don't have your, your best receiver. But each year, you, you look at the stats, you look at any wins, anything – it's gotten dramatically better. And, and that's what I've been really excited about. I knew when we drafted him, he had a chance to be one of the top guys in the league. And I think he's proven that. I mean, the kids come in, rookie of the year, uh, back-to-back Pro Bowls. I think he takes criticism, which we all do. I think some of his is unfair for some reasons I won't get into here. But we know what he brings. And, and every Sunday we line up with him as quarterback, we have a real chance to win any game.
0: You mentioned the injury and the timing of the injury. I'm curious, did you notice... I have to think as a young quarterback, it's hard when you're playing every week. You're rolling along, and all of a sudden, you go down. And now when you come back, you're close to playoff time. You're going to be a playoff team, and you've got to get back to where you were with no game reps, no practice reps, those mental reps that you have with your teammates, and obviously losing D-Hop. Do you think he... It was it hard for him to recover from that time off, just being off? Forget the injury, but just being away from
1: it. There's no doubt. I mean, you're talking didn't practice for a month, not just didn't yeah. play games. And, and that's hard for anybody. Um, not to mention you're coming back playing the, the Rams and you know t- some of these top, top-tier teams. But uh, I think we learned from a lot of it. I think we'll be better moving forward. And um, we just got to try and, when, when things like that happen, try and overcome them and, and uh, come back sharp.
0: How have you seen Kyler grow in terms of the leadership? Because that's what everybody wants to see. You mentioned earlier some unfair criticism, and maybe that's where it's coming from. You get a lot of people that question him nationally about his leadership that you know aren't here and aren't talking to his teammates. And I had J.J. Watt, Zacherts, Justin Pugh, three guys in a row on this podcast talk about his leadership in a positive way. So the guys that he plays with every week are saying good things about him as a leader,
1: yeah. I mean, I think you know everybody's going to have their their own opinion, but um, the kid, like I said, he shows up every day. He he came to the worst team in football and the worst offense by far, you know that that had occurred in a long time in this league. And all he's done is improve every year. He's improved the organization. He's improved the team. Um, and because he doesn't smile and wave at the camera every day, all of a sudden he's this this villain. And never got in trouble off the field. You've never heard one bad thing about him off the field negative towards any person in the building. Um, and so at times, I think, like I said, there's, there's certain aspects to him that, that draw that criticism. But uh, we're thrilled the, the progress he's made and where this thing's heading. And, and I know he's excited about this upcoming season.
0: Well, the bottom line is you've got a player that is talented enough to win multiple championships. And so all the other stuff, there are people talking about, well, should the Cardinals give him the contract? Well, you're not going to give somebody money based on – whether he's happy or not. You're going to give him money based on whether he can win you multiple championships.
1: No doubt. Correct? There's, there's no question. I mean, those are few and far between. You see the market for these quarterbacks and what guys are getting paid. And um, there's very few, you line up every Sunday and you say, we got a chance. And, and our guy is one of those that gives you a chance every Sunday and at his best, you know, I don't know who's better in this league.
0: Let's shift to the offensive line because Rodney Hudson is back. I know injuries were a big problem for him last year. How do you see the center position playing out? Because, you know, Justin obviously got Mm -hmm. some reps at that position in minicamp.
1: Yes, I thought that was great. Uh, You never know when, when things could occur. Justin's such a cerebral player that we could plug him in really any position. He's played tackle for us. You know, he's played guard. Could play center and, and that's that's huge for the team. But we have a real veteran group up there. When you're talking DJ, you're talking Pew Beach and, and Rodney, and then we brought in Will Hernandez, who we're really excited about, kind of a mauler up front. Uh, it's a good group, very smart. You know, they challenge you in the in the room while we're doing this. Why why didn't we do that? And and you love that as a as a staff because they've seen a lot of football, and uh, that helps you as a team.
0: How did Rondale Moore adapt to the NFL? I don't know what the terminology was at Purdue compared to here and whether that was an adjustment. And then how do you see his role changing at all here in year two for him?
1: losing Christian Kirk is tough because he's such a tremendous player in person in this organization and so happy for, for where he went and, and the deal he got. But uh, Rondell was definitely waiting in the wings. I mean, he thinks he's the best player on the field every time he steps out there. And uh, we limited his opportunities last year just because we had so many talented players. And he had a hard time accepting that, which is what you want. But I, I think any time he was healthy and on the field, you saw the impact he made. And it's it's his year really to show what he can do in that position getting more reps um, and and I think we're all excited to, to show you know week one what he's about
0: so you, you mentioned earlier Hollywood and obviously that was for the offense the big move in the offseason you and Lincoln Riley go way back to your days at, at Texas Tech you coached him at Oklahoma so I'm sure you've talked to Lincoln about him how do you think the offense changes with him what what is the dynamic I mean speed that that's the thing that I see you know that that's obvious is there something else that maybe we don't know about that we don't see about hollywood that you've noticed so far
1: i'd say two things the comfort level of the quarterback is huge i don't think you can put a a number on that as far as how valuable that is i mean they've been best friends for the last whatever five six years when you watch them play together the communication you know they're on the same page from day one and that that's a big deal and then when i called lincoln and just did some background he he basically told me that's the best practice player I've ever had. So to have a guy like that that goes out and grinds each and every day at practice, puts in the work, um, those are the type of guys you want on your team to set the example.
0: Is there a piece of your offense that's under the radar? Last year when you and I had this conversation, you said A.J. Green, and A.J. had, you know, had a really good year. Right. You look overall at where he is from an age standpoint, what you're asking from him. He had a good year. wasn't a perfect year, but he had a good year. Is there a piece of your offense – that you're really excited about that maybe we won't know until we get into camp and we're seeing it with our own eyes watching practice.
1: Yeah, I think you you mentioned AJ. Um just wanted to shout him out here. I mean I think he had close to nine hundred yards and, and really after he had COVID, I felt like that hurt him and he came back and the rhythm wasn't quite there. Um but he was tremendous for us and, and a big reason why the offense improved dramatically. I, I would say a guy that doesn't get talked about and had whatever 20 touchdowns last year is James Conner I mean I thought he was tremendous running catching blocking whatever he did I don't see his name mentioned much and um, I can't tell you how how big uh, a surprise he was last year and to watch him practice the way he carries himself in the locker room the amount of respect our team has for that guy I expect him to have a monster year
0: which young guys rookies in particular caught your eye in the summer that you're really excited about seeing in training camp and in preseason games
1: yeah, um, you know, Trey, obviously. Very productive at Colorado State, being able to do some 12 personnel stuff with him and Zach, put both those guys on the field, could, could be a matchup problem for teams at times. And so we got to get him up to speed, but he definitely has, has a real natural feel at, at catching the football and running routes. And then uh, the two rush guys, you know, Cam Thomas, J. Sanders, excited to see what they can do. They're going to be raw and young, and we know that, but both explosive guys that have practiced really hard. And some of the young O-line we drafted late, I, I thought they really showed up in camp and you gotta put pads on to see what they're all about.
0: Chandler Jones isn't here anymore, but you still have a lot of talent on that side of the ball. Is there a player in particular that when you talk with Vance, you guys are like, man, this this is gonna be his year. We got a feeling about this dude. Is yeah, there anybody I, in I'd say
1: Isaiah Simmons. Okay. I think we we've found a a role for him that we feel like can maximize what he does best and, and he's such a dynamic athlete and when he's not thinking and and just playing fast and attacking the football good things happen for us uh and this is year three in the system uh, i i really saw some nice flashes this off season and i expect him to play really well
0: one other the thing you talked about that i want to touch on is the continuity with the coaching staff you don't have that everywhere this day and age uh, guys are leaving for other jobs or they're just not brought back uh how important is that for someone in your position that's got to oversee all of it and run everything?
1: It's everything, particularly our staff. Uh, I, I basically see it as I have two other head coaches with me. We're talking about Jeff Rogers, who is a tremendous football mind and has been in this league for a long time. And, and then VJ has been a head coach, should be a head coach again, probably will be next year. Uh, and so just to be able to work alongside those guys, be able to pick their brains, get good insights, say, hey, you got the special teams, you got defense, and let's all come together and we'll get this thing done. It's, it's been tremendous for me.
0: Part of uh, training camp this year, so to speak, will be the, the joint practices with the Titans. How do you see that being positive for the team and its growth here in year four for you?
1: We're, we're going to be smart, like I mentioned, with some of those veteran guys. and so They won't see a lot of reps in the preseason games. We're, we're going to try to make sure we practice hard during the week and, and then be smart as far as those guys' reps go. So to be able to get a, a controlled type practice there against uh, a team that was you know, number one seed in the AFC last year, very well coached, tremendous talent, uh, get a good week of practice against them, travel, go on the roads, some of the bonding stuff, I, I just think it'll be a real positive for us.
0: What about Hard Knocks? What What are your thoughts on the cameras being around all the time? And you know, one of the things that uh, I remember from watching it was, I think people watch it because they want to see what the interactions like when a guy gets cut. And I remember Wade Phillips when he's a coach of the Cowboys and watching his heart talking to the players. I mean, you're going to have cameras around you all the time, and I know you have. You know you're a pretty private guy. You don't want people knowing all your business, which I totally understand and respect. So what's that going to be like for you?
1: Yeah, I mean it's not going to be comfortable to start. And I think everybody I've called and talked that's talked with that that has had it basically said um, when things are going good, it, everybody loves it. When it's yeah. not, they don't. And and so I think that's just human nature. But any time a camera's ever been on me in my life, it's made me want to be better and step up. And I think that's how every athlete is and so in my estimation that point in the season um, we obviously haven't played that great into the season hey that may be the shot in the arm we need that everybody's got to step up nobody wants to look bad on TV with Ray Donovan you know commentating on it about um, you know what's going on there on, on the show so I think it would be tremendous. we got to approach it the right way, but we have some great stories on our team. We have some great guys that do amazing things as a community, so to highlight some of that as well, uh, I think it could be a, a really great thing for this organization.
0: Well, listen, man, I'm happy for you with the extension, and uh, I'm looking forward to seeing what you guys do here in year four.
1: Appreciate it, Dave. Thanks. All right,
0: bro. Thanks, man. A lot of great stuff there from Cliff Kingsbury, in particular, Kyler Murray, with the news coming down that Kyler's got a contract extension. He is the franchise quarterback for the foreseeable future. Cliff talked about the areas where Kyler grew last year and what he expects from his quarterback this year and beyond. With Cliff getting the extension, Steve Keim, and now Kyler, they're all attached for many years to come, and hopefully many Super Bowls to come here in Arizona. We are presented by BetMGM, the official sports betting partner of the Arizona Cardinals, and by Gila River Hotels and Casinos. Please leave us a review. Give us your thoughts on your favorite podcast platform about what you think about the Dave Pash podcast, what you think of our guests so far, any guests that you want to hear from. Uh, we're going to be doing a lot more of these now that training camp is started. We closed out uh, year one of this podcast with Zach Ertz and J.J. Watt and Justin Pugh. We look forward to getting more players, more national voices, and obviously as you saw from last year when we had James Jones and James Roday and Mike Tirico, Mikel Bridges, Jeff Van Gundy, Frank Caliendo, Bill Walton. We'll get guests from outside of the Cardinals and outside the NFL to join us on the Dave Pash podcast over the next 12 months. Thanks again for listening to the Dave Pash podcast and thanks again to our guest Cardinals head coach Cliff Kingsbury.